and welcome to Artsman and Bites. My name is Imogen Waite and I am the executive producer of the show. Last week, Gemma and I spoke with Domini Marshall, the director of SLAP, which is part of the Melbourne International Film Festival. Hope you enjoy. Uh, my name is Domini Marshall uh, and I'm a writer-director. Um, so I'm the writer-director of uh, SLAP, which is showing in Melbourne International Film Festival, um, and I work in communications more broadly as well. Awesome. And can you tell us what SLAP is about? SLAP is a coming-of-age film that follows 12-year-old Molly as she has an intimidating encounter with uh, a group of teenagers in a toilet block in the middle of summer. And really it's about gender, it's about women's place in the world, and about sometimes the ways in which the people that we love us most can sometimes fail us the most as well in terms of perpetuating or um, reinforcing the kind of stereotypes and norms that we come up against every day when it comes to gender. As you mentioned, the film takes place in a bathroom block at the beach. Why did you choose that location to set it? That's a great question. I chose... Uh, I guess a, li- a little bit about me. So I'm originally from Perth. Um, I moved to Melbourne about 12-ish, 13-ish um, years ago. So the beach was a big part of my life growing up and is still something that I really miss about Perth when, I, when I'm in Melbourne for a long time. I find the ocean in general and being near the water really um, nostalgic and, and quite reflective. So it made sense for me to kind of set it by, I suppose, the ocean, by by the beach and the toilet block I just think is a really interesting space and a really interesting location to put a group of teenagers in and you know a young girl like Molly because it's it's quite harsh in terms of an actual you know space itself Um, it's contained it's quite secluded from the outside world so there's you know you can't escape it's quite hard for Molly to escape when she's kind of confronted by those teenagers and there's something a little bit icky about it that feels a bit tense and a little bit yeah, kind of that underlying kind of icky, dirty kind of sense to that kind of space that felt like it really fit the film in terms of exploring those those ideas and building that tension in the space. Yeah, there's something, I don't know what it is, but the ickiness, I definitely can understand like something about like I'm thinking about like my childhood and going on like holidays to the beach and like being in the toilets at the beach, like there's never a nice feeling going in there. Like you always felt a bit, not even grossed out but just uncomfortable I guess so yeah I can definitely I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of just not being feeling 100% comfortable in such a yeah niche environment yeah and it's quite like I suppose it is really sandy and dirty and I just you know you you even think about like walking through that space and the feeling of that on like bare feet um the kind of crunchiness that you know beneath your toes and particularly in those larger toilet blocks you know which wasn't the one that we shot in but a larger toilet block like I remember in Perth when you'd also have a lot of adults just walking around naked and as a child you were quite confronted kind of by that image and yeah it was kind of this just a really interesting space that was on one hand really positive but on one hand slightly sinister yeah, definitely. Why did you choose to explore mainly themes of teenage culture and, I guess, male dominance? What drew you to those themes? I suppose as a writer, director, filmmaker, and just as a woman myself, I've always been drawn to topics and ideas, I suppose, that you know directly relate to me and my experience, but also kind of more broadly to the experience of women. So yeah, exploring ideas of, you know, gender and the body and the patriarchy more broadly and violence against women and sexuality and these sorts of key 
topics or subject matter that really relate to most people is something that I'm very drawn to. So I think, you know, my, my kind of background as a writer and working in communications, I work for an agency that works in any violence against women. So I'm kind of around this, these sorts of subject matter and these sorts of stories a lot in the work that I do. And it's just something that I, that I find incredibly interesting, I think, exploring the ways in which kind of gendered norms and social norms play out in our everyday lives um, and what that means for us and how we can kind of reject those or conform to those or the, and the nuances in between. That's what I found super interesting about the film was it's called the slap because of the slap on the back. And that is like such a uniquely, I feel like Australian male thing to do when you don't want to call out someone's behavior, but you want to make it stop effectively. And I thought it was a really interesting way that you explored that. That's, I'm so glad that you <laughs> picked up on that because the film is quite, it's quite subtle. I think there's, you know, like, um, you know, while there is this kind of building of tension and there is this moment of um, things that could possibly be, and then that, you know, it doesn't necessarily eventuate, I guess, spoiler alert, but there's a lot of kind of really subtle moments, I think, kind of built into that, that, that are probably quite easy to miss. So I, I really love that you did notice that. And, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is that kind of, I suppose, a way for someone to let them know that maybe the behavior isn't okay, but they're not necessarily willing to really come out and um, articulate that in another way. So that kind of bodily connection is quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I found the the older teenage girl character interesting. As an interesting character, she was complicit in their like harassment of this little girl. What does that character represent to you? Mm. Um, so yeah, Charlotte Cook played um, the character of Leah, and I totally agree. I actually find I find her character probably the most interesting out of out of all the characters. I think because. It's, it is hard to know, I suppose, what someone is thinking in those moments. So it is very much, you know, open to interpretation and that is, you know, a film I think is always open to interpretation. But I suppose for me, that character, what I wanted to explore or play with is or are the ways in which women are complicit with these sorts of, you know, with misogyny, with the patriarchy. Um, and often I think growing up, you know, there was this kind of rhetoric or this kind of language around, um, you know, being a cool girl and um, getting along with the boys and not making a fuss and, um, and there was a certain kind of power that was held in that, that idea of being this cool, you know, and I do that in inverted commas, but this cool girl. Um, and so I think in that moment um, there's this weird kind of mixture of, um, you know, I suppose like there's a threatening, there's, you know, that the kind of, the, these ideas of the ways in which we're taught to compete with women, I think, is, you know, starting to be explored in that space because, you know, the attention's taken away from Leah to Molly in that space and she doesn't step in and help her even though um, she knows what it would be like to feel that as a, as a young girl. Um, and I suppose that look at the end, I think for me, is really, it's kind of double, there's kind of a double meaning to that. On one hand, she's, it's an acknowledgement of, her knowing kind of what just happened and understanding the impact that had on Molly, but it's also this kind of sense of her not really being aware of that at all and continuing in this way to kind of perform those power structures, I suppose. And I think that, I think, you know, ultimately the real power comes in rejecting those and in, you know, the beauty of female friendship and in other forms of friendship. Watching that, it was infuriating when she was like, 
why are you here? And she was blaming Molly for being in that space mm. and almost letting, you know, saying, well, you know, you, you came into this space. So what do you expect? What do you expect to happen? Yeah. Mm. And I guess that's part of, I mean, you know, we talk about like a victim blaming culture, right? Growing up and it is like society, you know, we do live in a society where the blame does go, you know, to women, you know, what were you doing there? Why were you there? What were you wearing? Et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and, and we are, you know, unless you really do the work to understand where that culture comes from and what maintains it, um, you do kind of subconsciously participate in upholding that without really working to dismantle it. Just in terms of how we're talking about the subtlety of some of the themes, I thought the dad character was really interesting, especially at the end. Um, I noticed when the boys were like crossing the car park, he was so kind of relaxed about, you know, letting them cross. But then when that woman was crossing, he said, I think it was, you know, Bridget Bardo, which I thought was really interesting. I don't know if that was just quickly like thrown in or was, yeah, because I kind of feel like there's a deeper meaning there. Like, yeah, I feel like I was kind of saying like not even her dad, like it's a lot of men, like it's not just teenage men as well and like, you know, he has no idea that these teenage boys have just been so awful to her, but, you know, he's just going to act so nicely to them. But a woman who's done nothing wrong, he'll comment on her body image and weight. And, yeah, I was wondering, like, was that a big decision to kind of include that part for the dad's character? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's actually that line at the end um, was where the film started. So when I was writing... That was a line my dad said to me when I was, I must have been maybe 14 or something, and I remember being in the car um, with my dad just in, in Perth City and a woman crossing the road and him saying that line. And I, I didn't really understand what it meant at the time, um, you know, and this is not to say like he, you know, he's always been very supportive of me and of women more broadly, but he is of a time and he um, was perpetuating these ideas of um, where a woman's worth comes from, right, in terms of, um, essentially that line is saying that you're not beautiful enough or you're not good looking enough to warrant me pausing to let you cross the road, like, um, yeah. <laughs> which is infuriating, but, um, that's, yeah, that's essentially what it was saying. So that line absolutely, um, was where the film started. And then it was kind of building a story around that to kind of support that. So I think that's what I find in particular quite interesting because, you know, you can look at the encounter in the toilet block and you can say, well, that is objectively wrong, right? And that is objectively intentionally um, hurtful for Molly's character. But I find it's it's really interesting to look back at the ways in which like the people that we love in our life reinforce these little ideas over and over and over. And really those ones can almost sometimes do more damage in the long run than other moments. You know, obviously it's dependent on the situation. But And for someone like her father, you know, he's not even aware of what that's saying to her or how that might be shaping the way that she experiences the world in later years. Um, So that's what I find really interesting. Yeah, definitely, because I think a lot of um, young women and young girls can relate to that, like having not necessarily their dad but an older figure in their life maybe saying something and then not realising the impact it might have on our views and how we interpret things going forward as our own person I also noticed there was were you kind of trying to make 
um, Molly look particularly like young. Like I noticed like how she was in the toilet and she had the toilet paper over her eyes and um, yeah, was, were you like purposely kind of trying to create that distinction between her and the teenagers and like make it quite obvious? Cause I kind of, yeah, I feel like I kind of related to her in that you're at that age when you're not really a teenager, but you're not a kid anymore. Um, and she, I, yeah, it felt, you know, very, I feel like he created her character really well because she was still kind of doing young things, but also at the start was kind of seemed like she was looking over at the boys and like wanting to go hang out with them. So yeah, was it, did you like work hard, I guess, to make a clear distinction between the teenagers and Molly? It's a really great question. I, I don't think I thought about it uh, consciously, like in, intentionally, I suppose, like during the shoot and, and in that way. But I think, I think in the writing and in the casting and in the directing, that's definitely there. I think for, for me, like Molly's character, you're absolutely right. She's, she's on that cusp right between kind of becoming, you know, being a teenager and still being a child and um, seeing these boys in this kind of beautiful, these, um, this beautiful kind of afternoon light on the, on the jetty. Um, it kind of represents this magical world of being grown up and, you know, knowing things that she doesn't yet know about, but she's really interested to know about. Um, but she's not yet there. So she's still, she does still have that kind of childlike naivety and she does, want to go on adventures and she does want to, um, I suppose, assert her independence in some way. So, you know, the ways in which her father is essentially overlooking her in the beginning because he's fishing with his son and, you know, her rod, she doesn't got a rod. She's, she's bored in that. She's bored of, you know, sitting there. She's bored of being overlooked. She wants to have fun. She wants to do, you know, um, exciting things. And so I suppose her leaving and then going to the toilet is a kind of little act of, um, asserting her independence and doing something on her own. Um, and, and yeah, the, the toilet paper of the eyes, that was just, we were just in the toilet block and we were shooting and um, it just came to me as something that I thought would look really interesting and fun on camera and was a way to give her something to do. So this was her first film, Sadia's first film that she'd ever been in. So for her, you know, as a director, we really focused on giving her tasks to do or activities to do that could help her be present in the moment. And that just felt like something really interesting and cute and kind of something fun to do in that space that would, that was, you know, something that she could actually physically do. Yeah. I thought it was such a great like juxtaposition, like how one minute she's like tracing um, like the tiles on the wall where there's obviously all this writing about, you know, sexual activity and stuff. And the next minute she's putting toilet paper over her eyes. I thought it really represented like that cusp really well because yeah as you said she wants to kind of know more but at the same time she still is quite young and treated like a kid by her her dad so yeah I thought the the scenes of her actually in the cubicle were really um telling of her as a character yeah absolutely and it's quite interesting because yeah when she's tracing you know the lines um she's obviously reading it but she doesn't she doesn't quite comprehend it because it doesn't it's not part of her world yet so it's yeah. there, but it's not quite there. Like like the comment from her dad, it's there, but it's not quite there. So these experiences will shape the way that she views the world and experiences the world, but she doesn't yet know how. Where can the audience find more information about the film and about you in general? So uh, Slack will be screening at MIF this week until the 22nd of August um, as part of their Accelerator Shorts 2 program. Um, and if people want to learn more about the film or more, more about my work, um, they can visit my website, which is just my name, so www.dominiemarshall.com.
um, or find me on Instagram um, under the same name as well. Great. Well, what's your journey like with myth? Oh, it was, uh, you know what? It's, that's an interesting one. So, um, I mean, I, I made this film, I directed this film in, um, we completed it in 2019. So I submitted it to MIF um, <laughs> then, so in 2019, and it's now obviously 2021 because they had a half kind of festival last year. So it feels like a really long time since um, kind of that first initial submission and then obviously to getting to this point. But it's been really, you know, it's a, honestly for me as a filmmaker, it's a, it's a real dream to be part of MIF. It's such an incredible festival and to be part of their accelerated program, which is starts this week for me. So I'll be as of kind of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, part of their programs. They'll be able to attend a whole bunch of workshops and panels and events and stuff focused around making the transition from making short films to feature films. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, apart from that, it's just been a dream, dream come true. Obviously very sad that we couldn't watch it in person in cinema, but it's still great to be part of the program anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. It's so exciting. Thank um, you so much. And the fact that you had to wait for years, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I get to show it now. I know, what a time. Yeah. <laughs> One of Art Smitten's hosts, Jessica, yeah, she was the production that. assistant on yeah. Slap, which is interesting. I saw that in the credits and I saw her name. And I was like, oh my goodness, Jess. <laughs> I, I didn't know she worked um, worked at Sin. Yeah, absolutely. Jess, oh, Jess was just amazing. Um, so helpful. It was so great to have her on set. That's what a small world. Shout out to Jess. Thank you so much for taking your time out this afternoon to talk to us about your film and best of luck with the festival circuit. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. A new episode is released whenever we have an interview. So make sure to subscribe and why not leave us a review as well? You can say hello to us on Instagram at Artsman and Sin.